Sunday. Hi, Claire. <clears throat> you. Hey there. Hi. Nice to see you. <clears throat> Good to see you too. <clears throat> yeah. It's been a while since I saw you. I mean, I, I don't attend all of them. So, uh, but it's been a while since I saw you in a community call. Yeah. I have a hard time making them. <laughs> I've been having a hard time making some of the classes too. Here comes Ronnie. Well, it's great that you're here. You made it. It's good to I made see it. you. Here's Ronnie. Hi, Ronnie. I think this will be the last one for the year. I think. I don't know. But I think there's an all MLC class next Saturday, right? Next week, yeah. Hi, Ronnie. <laughs> You're muted. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> uh, well, can you turn off that light behind me? Good to see you. Same here. <laughs> I think this is our last community call for the year. Yeah. Right? I think, I think so. so. Yeah. I think next week we have that all MLC call. Yes. Someone's on the phone. Who's on the yeah, phone? Yes, it's Tracy. Can you hear me? Tracy? Tracy? Yes. Oh, hi. Okay. Hi. <laughs> uh, how do I mute my phone? I'm going to join you on video pretty soon, but I can't. Is it star six, star nine? I think it's I'm gonna star try, six. Gonna say I'm going to try six. star six because I'm, I'm bumbling around a little bit, but I'll be... Who, who, who all is there? I, I don't have my video on. So Claire's here. Hi, Claire. Hi. Ronnie. Hi, Ronnie. Hi, Tracy. <laughs> And is it Paula? That's who I hear. Uh, Lori. Lori. Uh, Lori oh, hi, just Lori. joined. Hi. All right. I'm going to mute myself, and I'll I'll be joining you shortly on the video. But I'll be. And Sandy is here too. Hi, Tracy. Sandy's here. Hi, Sandy. Should we pray in? Yes. <clears throat> I would like to pray in. <laughs> pray. I can. Oh, Sandy, go ahead. All right. Okay, just placing my hand on my heart and taking a deep breath. Just moving my awareness into from my head to my heart space. And breathing in the love and the light that God is and that we are. 
I'm just so grateful for this community where two or more are gathered together to remember the truth, the truth of who we are. It's so important. So grateful for the community that Jennifer has brought together for Masterful Living too, and all of Masterful Living. Grateful to remember that when I am not at peace, that is the divine alarm clock asking me to wake up, to partner up, and to ask for healing. I am so willing, so willing to be healed. I just ask to be shown the way. And I'm grateful to know that I benefit from the healing that's going on in this community, just as all beings benefit from my healing. So grateful to know that we are being guided to share what's most important for each one who's here with us now or who listens after. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you, Masterful Living. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We're willing to accept this healing now. We accept it. We're grateful, and so it is. Amen. Amen. That was beautiful, Sandy. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Silence my phone's here. <laughs> okay. Here's Jeannie. Hi, Jeannie. We just prayed then, Jeannie. And you just have a coat and a sweater on. <laughs> yeah, it's just a little chilly in the house. <laughs> Well, I wanted to make sure that I made the call today because I um, just have so many things that have happened spiritually to me this year that have just been such a gift. And, and I wanted to just really acknowledge this community for the, holding the space um, for my awakening on knowing what peace is, knowing that I have choice to be in peace in anything, in any moment. My um, contract was that I would be truly, wholly joyous, no matter what circumstance I was in. And um, I found myself in the last, this last fall, just really being able to, yes, I would choose not being in peace for a couple of days, maybe a day, maybe two days. And all of a sudden, after about that, I became peaceful. And this is a, you know, a very big change for me. Um, I used to, once I got hooked, you know, the hook where triggered, hooked, something, somebody said something, something didn't work right. I could be in a spiral spin for a long time. I mean, months, maybe, maybe years, you know. And so um, just to be able to just even say, hallelujah it was only it was only a day it was only two days is a miracle for me and and so i am blessed i am free i am at peace 
And um, just we finished up the trust on yesterday. The trust is absolutely complete. So this year, since my father's death, we have emptied four different properties and divided them among our brother and my sister and I and sold them and gotten rid of them and took them to Goodwill and hauled more. We just sold the cabin about a, a week ago. Um, they gave us cash last Monday, <laughs> cash deal. Um, and then the last step was to pray and have my brother sign off on his part. Um, and I left it up to the Holy Spirit and he signed yesterday. And so um, it, it does happen. It does occur. I woke up this morning thinking, whoa, did that feel like a dream? And the thing that I see in my life last year is that everything turns out to be for the highest and best mm -hmm. for all. And as we're going, as I'm going through something, I don't necessarily have that faith and trust that it's going to come out in the end. And now that it's come out in the end, it, um, it just, it feels really, really amazing. Like unbelievably amazing. Wow. Tracy, <laughs> I heard all that. <laughs> it happened. It oh, happened. God. That's good, good to hear. Good for me to hear. And you know, it wasn't our brother went in yesterday to the lawyer and just absolutely cut us down like we, my twin and I, we were the most evil. So, you know, that, that I'm putting on the altar. Um, it, that did not work out as peacefully as I wished it would have. Um, and, you know, I gotten some coaching that just said, we all have choices. We can choose to forgive and move on. And some people choose to hold the bitterness and the healing doesn't have to happen. Well, it doesn't have to happen right now. And I just am patiently waiting for the day that, that he, you know, and I can be back to being uh, whole and complete. But it isn't today yet. Maybe to this evening. Who knows? Maybe part of it is though that it's not that you're not letting yourself get upset by it. Even if he is act, still acting like that, that it's not that you're not taking that personally and absolutely. Being... Yeah, I was reading today in A Course of Miracles and it just said if you have fear, well of course if you have fear you're not free and um if you have fear oh it said if you have fear you're lifeless that was in chapter two mm -hmm. and i was just like that is so true don't we freeze up if we're in fear where we're not authentic we're not free to express ourselves and then it said that we were lifeless so i wanted to remember that i want to be free mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That just reminds me. Well, first of all, awesome share. So inspiring, Lori. But that I want to be free. Um, I have been singing that song from Bohemian Rhapsody in my head over and over because the movie was out. And, you know, the, so I've been playing their song. But if that might bring some joy to uh, 
to you to to the rest of you also. It's a sweet song. Hamlet, what does it say? I want to be free. And uh, that's the title. I want to be free. <laughs> it's the Queen song, right? It's the Queen song. You can you, you can look on YouTube and find it. Uh, but it's really playful and light. And in fact, there's the YouTube uh, video. Their their video of it's really silly. They're dressed in drag, cleaning a house, right? Um, so anyway, uh, I I just love your share and um, and I thought too when you talked about if we're in fear, we're lifeless. And what came to my mind was. For me, it's basically we're, we're all hypnotized by the fear, you know, and and so it's like we're not alive if we're hypnotized. We're not living. So it's um, uh, I for me, it's helping me to <clears throat> have compassion for myself and others when I want to judge and go, you know, they're like you can't wake them out of it. It's like everybody to their own time, right? We all have the same course, but it's up to us when we choose to take it. And the form is different that too. So, but I, but I applaud, you know, your, your contract, you know, you're living your contract, holy joy, joyous. And clearly that wasn't, I mean, your, your desire would be to have the healed relationship, but the healed relationship is with your mind being okay with, with your heart being okay with knowing the love is there, whether he's a present to it or not. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, that's what I was thinking when you were sharing, Laurie, is um, now how Jennifer says we're, we're exactly where we're supposed to be. So I guess that goes for everyone, right? I mean, your brother's exactly where he's supposed to be right now. And you can hold the high watch for him, hold the love for him. I think about this with my youngest stepdaughter, who is extremely difficult sometimes for me to even talk with her because of all the negativity. You know, every every bright light I try, try to shine, she comes with, you know, a, ba a basket to put on top of it. Oh, there's always reasons, right? So as hard as it is for me to accept that this is exactly where she's supposed to be, I guess it is because I sure don't know what anything is for. But I do, I do believe that everything works together for good. Whether I can see it now, whether I feel it now, um, just like you, your share, Laurie, that everything has has worked out for the highest and best, even though in the moment it may not have seemed that way. And that's what I uh, struggle with a little bit today is, okay, I, can, I, I celebrate and um, I celebrate my gifts that my parents gave me. You know, I've got money that I'm able to pay off my house. <laughs> it's a dream and for me. And, um, and, Yet, I, if I go anywhere else, then Jennifer's card said, I am grateful to receive. So this gift is quite a, because my brother, he took, we gave him the house. And so his money has already been absorbed. 
So he can't see the money that he has. And so he's upset about that part. And, um, and so I just, I really am, you know, just really have to be breathing and breathing in peace and breathing in the gifts and receiving today because it, I do have a feel a feeling of, I have too much and I don't deserve it. And it's just that. So I do thank my parents for their gifts and, um, you know, and, and I know that they would be pleased with my sister and I for what we went through and what we did. Yeah. But if you ever go through it, we need to all set ourselves up. Just make sure that in a, in the wills and our trusts and things like that, that we're clear, very, very clear. Cause it's mm -hmm. only the only way you can guide it to separate all this stuff. And like I said, we had four properties that was a battle in each property with our brother. It was a just, we, I said, I just need four things. You go ahead and take the rest. And he wouldn't, he wouldn't, he wouldn't accept that. He would, he wanted the marble table so bad that he would not accept the rest of the stuff. And so it, it's just that it's just stuff though, yeah. but oh, it can split you. It can separate you. So you just really, if we can just write it clearly out what we really, what our wishes are, really will help the families and we think oh no they I don't have anything it's always something right Tracy <laughs> yes and I would also just add though that I know families I have two friends who um, let's see in both cases their second parent hasn't passed yet but they're you know they're at the end of they're they're in a transitioning process and and in those two families, there isn't a lot of, or any really money or property, no inheritance really. And they are still in horrible conflict. So I've kind of come to believe that it's really a difficult developmental or part of life for people to go through. If there's money or property involved, then it gets projected onto that and everybody says it's about that. And, and it's made to look like it's about that. But in my family, I know it is not about that, you know? And, and my, my siblings have said, you know, it's about the love and don't you care about the relationships? And I'm like, yes, I would like to work on that, you know? And I've made these, you know, I've found people who could help us. I've made offers to get together and talk. And, and um, anyway, they're, they're um, not, not, not really able or willing yet at this point to, to do that. And they want to make it just about the money even though they say it's about the relationship. So, so I've just been struck in my family situation with, wow, um, I've learned a, so much about the absolute insanity of ego dynamics. Right. Absolute, like a fantastic learning experience for me to right. see how absolutely crazy it is. And, um, and it's challenging, but I'm, I'm grateful for this learning. Um, it, it's helped me personally, and I think it's going to help me help others, too. It's just absolutely crazy. 
Oh, we, it's, it's all about the relationships. And that's the ego, right? And then, no, we want to do nothing about the relationships. Well, okay. <laughs> that's, that's, that's how the ego does it. Just completely blocks all communication, all healing. And, um, and, and you know, yeah. So I've, like you, I'm, I'm uh, just learning to be like, uh, I don't know. I mean, that's just, they, that's where they are. And it's certainly not loving of me to not accept them where they are. I pray for them every day every day that I want for them what I want for me, which is to remember our divinity and love. And I'm so grateful because the shifting in me has been moving more and more towards, before that I was praying it, but I wasn't really feeling it. And there's been just greater and greater alignment in my feelings. I just really, truly do want that for them. And I have the compassion and I, I recognize how much, um, suffering there is when any of us is lining up with ego-based thinking and what it does to our relationships. But, um, but it's nice. It's, 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 it's <laughs> Oh, the thought of it all being done. Oh my gosh. I'm just, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm really trying to crunch it and get it done myself here. And, um, anticipate, um, you know, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to, how it's all going to end with my family when we actually get to that point of finalizing things. And um, I'm just asking for guidance every step of the way, how much to try to communicate with them. I, I, I so want to just communicate a lot with them. And I, I kind of start to think about writing long letters to them and stuff. And I just kind of get a message of, you know what, they're, they're, they're just not interested right now. It's just going to be obnoxious to them. So you know, just don't, don't keep trying to. I did an exercise um, that might be helpful. Hmm. I just wrote about the people that were going to buy the cabin because the cabin hmm. was our heavy weight. And so I wrote about these people and that they would, there would be a couple and they would sit on the decks because you can see three states from 7,000 feet in the air and they would sit up on the decks and they would see this. Mm -hmm. And I had the picture that they would see and how they would feel and what they would want. And amazingly, really, this was a year ago. And th these people, Susan and Jeff, are there and when they bought the cabin they went up to the cabin there was snow up there and they sent text pictures of Susan playing in the snow she was making snow angels and she was jumping up in the sky you know as a woohoo that they had bought their dreamland and wow mm. <laughs> yeah. and so when what we think actually unfolds right. yeah and there's yeah, one so I'm trying to do that more like with my siblings as as other people have suggested. Visualizing. I need to do that with the brother. Yes, yes. Yeah. So anyway, thank you for your share. It's very encouraging to me. And um and to know that it take it can take some time for it all to okay. you know. I have I have real faith that ultimately everybody will remember to choose love and, and we actually are really all already together in heaven in peace and this is just an illusion so that that brings me a lot of peace too but then you know the experience of how to live it out in the world of time and space and form and what to do and seeking guidance through the whole process is um well anyway it's a learning experience right <laughs>
<laughs> and patience. Oh, Just a lot patient, of patience. a lot of patience. Yeah. When we don't get the sign, we, it's coming. We mm -hmm. ask for the sign and then we patiently yeah. move yeah. it. And I have to remember my own process. It's taking me so long. I mean, so yeah, patience with myself and with everybody else mm -hmm. and knowing that somehow it's all perfect. And oh. God's timing in God's timing. Because when it came together, it was just like a easy flow. So I think mm -hmm. it is there. It, it's the timing. I believe that. Yeah. And believing and trusting that trusted faith. It's going to mm -hmm. happen. It's happening. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let go of worry. Let go of fear. Let and just trust. Mm -hmm. And ask. Ask. We have to learn to ask. Mm hmm can't be afraid yeah yeah that's been a big lesson for me to remember to be asking god to be in every step of you know the accounting right now for example and just experiencing that more that's a wonderful lesson and asking for help to be able to just get it done mm -hmm. yeah thank you laurie I just was listening as Tracy was sharing and it occurred to me um, right before and Lori then um, confirmed it, but the, what's the vision you're holding for your family? And, and that's what my question was in my mind. And then I thought, what's the vision for my family? So exactly what Lori's saying, I need to do it with uh, my family. What's the end result that I want, right? How does it feel? The details, just like Lori was describing with the house they wanted to sell. So I love that you shared that experience of, you know, cultivating that vision and feeling it, um, what was a heavy weight. And now, um, and I'm wondering if anyone else has any shares about their vision and how it worked and how they cultivated their vision. Because sometimes I'm having trouble visualizing what the outcome is, like what, what does it look like? So that's why I'm asking. Well, I have an experience that I'm, I'm going through now and I, um, I don't, I don't do that well when I focus on what it, what's it going to look like, but I seem to do better when I focus on what am I going to, what is it going to feel like? Um, so I'm <clears throat> building a house <laughs> in South Carolina, in Aiken, South Carolina, and uh, I'll be selling this home here in California. And I was really overwhelmed because because built um, you know building a house it's like um, all these decisions that I am not capable of making. Half the time I think I I don't know what I like. I I more start with what I don't like and then move to what I do like. So, uh, and I'm, I'm just so grateful that I have a good friend that I've known for, um, since the seventies who lives there and she happens to be a designer and is very good at this kind of thing. So I decided I wouldn't worry about She's there. She's going to help me. I'm paying her a little bit of money. She wants to do it. And um, I'm just going to focus on the feeling. I just want to 
feel at home and comfortable. I want to walk into each room and say, wow, I really love this place. It feels so good here. And that has really helped me. And things that she's a little, <laughs> I'm more conservative than she is. Let's put it that way. <laughs> so where, for example, she said, well, why don't you have a bright red door? And I'm like, Ooh, I don't know about that. <laughs> but the next day she says, no, I think a white door with that house color would really be pretty. I said, oh, yeah, that feels better. So I don't know if that helps, but <laughs> that's that's been my experience with this particular um, event in my life. <laughs> Thank you, Sandy. That was awesome. And I love how you have the friend that is, it's the ease and grace, like what Lori was saying earlier, right? Yeah. People, it, the, when the divine timing comes, it, it's not this struggle of making a thousand decisions. It's like you have a friend who's really good at that and likes doing it, and you get to support her with a little bit of money, and she definitely supports you by, you get to focus on the feeling part. Yeah, it's amazing. I was... Um... I couldn't do it without her. And the, and in the beginning, I was like, oh, do I really deserve this? It, you know, it's like, wow, what did I do to deserve this? <laughs> that whole deserving that we think that we're not worthy, that we're not deserving. Um, that's something I would definitely like to be healed, back to the root cause. So we don't have to ever, any of us, experience that again. But yeah, so now I'm, gr I'm grateful and I'm glad that we've made this arrangement uh, where I give her money for her time to do this, which really isn't a lot. I mean, it's, but she's happy with it, so <laughs> I'm happy with it. Yeah, thank you, Sandy. I appreciated your share, too, and I think I've... I mean, I hear so many different ways to do visioning, but I, I like how Jennifer has kind of emphasized the way that you're saying, which is don't necessarily get into the specifics because of uh, there might be a higher and better than we can even imagine so many times, but to focus on the feelings. And that's um, what I've been also trying to do. And then I wanted to say about the deserving worthiness issue. Um, Lori mentioned that she's had that during this inheritance process. And I, and I have too. I've definitely been feeling that. And, and even now I'm kind of going back to um, count up hours that I will be remunerated for all my work. Um, since um, early 2014, and I had no idea. I mean, I've been documenting everything, but you know, adding up how many hours it's been, oh my gosh, it's like, well, no wonder. <laughs> no wonder I'm behind on everything. But um, yeah, the worthiness issue has come up big time. And it's come up in my, um, my meditations too in interesting forms because what, what's coming up in addition to my worthiness issues is thoughts I have about others, which of course they all go together. But I have thoughts that are along the lines of, 
oh, so-and-so doesn't deserve such-and-so because they're not enough of what, or they're too much of this or that, right? And it's exactly the same thing. It's, I mean, I'm sorry I'm being vague, but it, that, that, that's all that matters is I'm having thoughts like that, like, oh, I can't believe so-and-so has or has accomplished something because I think of them and then I've got a judgmental thought, right? That saying they're not worthy or deserving. And I realized that's just a reflection of me doing it to myself. And so for me, I'm experiencing this really great awareness. It brings me so much joy, which is I'm deserving and worthy. And so is everybody else. I mean, we're all perfect. We're all we're all not what we seem, you know, if we're looking through ego eyes. Um, and, and, and that brings me even more joy than when I just am focused on I'm deserving and I'm worthy, you know, and, and healing that part. So anyway, yeah, but, but it, that's been huge for me during this process. It's really um, so much of, I, I, I don't deserve it and I'm not worthy. And, um, it's definitely, uh, definitely bringing that up for healing, and um, I'm really grateful that it's bringing it up. In a, in a, there was one morning in particular where my meditation really showed me several different places this was showing up in me and in my thoughts towards others, and I'm I'm grateful for the Holy Spirit bringing that all together for me, and for us, right, in this group too, because I think we get to see each other struggling with it and being pained by it and knowing that's not what we want for each other either. Mm -hmm. So to receive, Sandy, that's a great, you know, and Lori's share about receiving what's coming. That's so wonderful. Um, and I, so I think the other thing I've realized about that is, is not being embarrassed and not hiding it. I mean, being grateful to God, acknowledging, it's a gift from God. I'm so grateful versus feeling because I don't deserve it, I should hide it or somehow be ashamed or not comfortable with it. I mean, all of that. So it's beautiful to see what God's giving you, Sandy and Lori. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing. I'm thinking of... Um one of the shares recently in one of the one of the classes where it's like we're all we're innocent i mean we're deserving we're we always have been we always will be we're perfect whole complete it's like we we don't need to be fixed we're already there it's like jennifer says we're already as holy as holy can be and just to and it's for me, but it's for everyone that I judge, right? So that whole, there's a depth there and there's an experience there that um, I feel like I'm just scratching the surface of that. <laughs> and I have a desire, a heart's desire to experience it more for myself and, and for everyone. Yes, yeah, so I went and got the card. <laughs> it says, I am willing to be a grateful receiver. And Tracy, you said grateful. 
And so I had to go get the card because it was a grateful receiver and not a guilty, not a guilty receiver. Thank you. Or a hesitant (laughs) receiver, a reluctant receiver, or an embarrassed receiver. Okay, thank you. I'll go dig that one out and post it, put it somewhere where I see it all the time. Thanks, Lori. There's, you know, with the receiving the monetary gifts, it's been that it has, it's been like, what did I do wrong to get this? Or did I do anything to my brother that I got more, you know, it just, it go, I go there. It's not true. And, but it's the way I'm patterned, the belief that I have. And so I have to constantly just remind myself no wait can you can you just sit for one second sit down sit down and sit for one second and say i am grateful just you know just feel it receive it it's really really quite the 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 energy that's spent on the uh, guilty feelings versus the grateful feelings but I am willing and I kept, at least I can see, at least I can catch mm-hmm. myself. And I do. And in each moment I just catch, I'm like, oh, but what if something went? And then I'm like, no, just receive it. You know, oh. so it's a practice. It's a practice. And is everybody going on for the next year? Because we get to practice again. <laughs> And my brother will be part of my practice because I'm not going to just let him go. I'm not. I don't want to. I want to be a light in his world and I want to um, have him part of my life. And I, that's going to be my deep desire of my heart. And okay, cool. so. That's it just that's beautiful and i um i can see from your emotional reaction that that's that's touching something deep in you so i think it's great that you're willing to go there and do that work around it because i think anytime we tear up like that that's a sign <laughs> that <laughs> there's something to look at <laughs> yeah can i share something that's very similar to what you're all saying that um, an insight I got this morning when I was journaling, which is not about receiving, but it was about asking for things. And that I, um, I realized that I had so many judgments about actually asking, being comfortable asking. And I wrote some of them down and it was things like, you know, I, I always put at the top ego thoughts in big capital letters so I don't get them mixed up. But, you know, that it's, selfish to ask that an an interesting thing was that I might upset someone by asking for something that they could not give me and therefore it was unkind of me to to ask and when I came to the the spirit part because usually I follow up with what spirit would say it was so lovely because the it was just you know I'm abundance. There is nothing you can ask me for that I wouldn't be able to give you because there's always enough. So yeah, in the world, we might upset someone by asking for something that they couldn't give. It's, all, it's still not our problem if they feel upset about it, right? That's, that's on that 
that's on them. But when you were saying that about feeling guilty, that you you may have received more than your brother or and I just thought when you're in the flow of abundance, everyone there's enough for everyone. There's enough for everyone. And it's not like it's not a pie that has to be shared. It's just a I don't know what how to describe it, but you know it's just like a ever flowing waterfall or something I don't know that that doesn't have edges you know there's always enough so that was my insight from today and it was very interesting to hear you all talking about receiving because it's like two sides of the same coin right yeah and I also think the feeling is so useful Ginny to your point to your question about vision and I find it much easier I find it flows easier when I'm writing about how I would I would like to feel because I'm like Sandy. I also find it really hard to imagine concrete situations. Although I think I do that in my like kind of as a as a fantasy world, which I'm trying to stop because I think no, I I don't want to be attached to what I would like things to look like. But definitely, you know, how I would like to feel energized or fulfilled or supported or or at peace. I I love that kind of vision thank you Claire yeah thanks Claire that asking is right in sync with the receiving and I I learned from what you shared about your journaling this morning that was like being upset like like being afraid of upsetting others by asking oh my gosh I do that too. So thank you. That was helpful. I also don't know if it's in A Course in Miracles, but it's definitely a new thought. Um, it's that we don't ask enough. Like, it's like the sun is there pouring out. It's like, would you like to grow another tulip? Sure. You know, it, it doesn't take away from the other plants. It's like, so that reminder that I don't ask enough, right, is like, oh, okay, because, and because uh, we're, we're thinking we're not worthy, but, um, and another um, thing that I heard just recently that I thought was helpful was instead of thinking about worthiness, um, it was, am I willing, am I willing to receive, am I willing to take action to receive, and by that action, it might be asking, right? Yeah, that's that's really lovely, and it it's kind of aligned with it. What also came in was just, you know, what Spirit was saying was just, I'm just, I'm here waiting for you to ask. Just ask. I'm just waiting for it. Like anytime you're ready. <laughs> so that's nice. That's a great visual. The piece of pie, but it's not a piece of pie. And the plant, you can plant another one. There's plenty of sunshine and plenty of places to have growth and, and plants. It's perfect. I'm going to take that away today. It's beautiful. 
Can I ask you a question, Laurie, about what you shared about, and it's about tr having trust and faith. Was there a turning point for you where you stopped doubting that it was, that everything was working together? And you, did you, did you do, like, did you do any specific practices to build your trust in that? Well, first of all, I had to love myself. I had to find like the inner child that we talked about a few, a month ago when that was the biggest turning point for me because there are, you know, the triggers in our life that I could never figure out. I was repeating, repeating, repeating. And so, um, you know, the inner child, the, the one story that I always went back to was my car accident when I was seven. And then I started getting migraines and not, my father wouldn't believe me on the migraines. But then when I could go back and actually say, dad, if I, it, my choice. So this was my choice point. This is where I really, really got choice is when I realized that as a little child, my parents tried to send me to that psychiatrist and they would, um, you know, tell me I was going and I would have a fit and I would beg them, I'll be good. I promise I'll be good. Don't take me. It was, his name was Dr. North. I still remember that. And um, the, I realized after I got healed in that area that what if I would have had, my choice was to fight that. But what if I would have said, okay, could where my parents were truly loving me by taking me there and I thought they were true my dad was truly taking me there to show that I was crazy and put me into a crazy house because I did have tantrums I had a lot of headaches bad headaches and they just in those days you know wouldn't have associated it maybe they did maybe they said she's changed so much since the car accident but it was so cool for me to embrace my choice as even a seven-year-old that if I would have gone, could Dr. North have actually turned the tide in how I was for the rest of these years until now? So it was just a really great embrace for me to realize that the compassion for my parents, because I've had a lot of hostility against my father all these years, and I have realized since his passing that I made choices that made our that made our relationship. I, you know, we were raised in a very religious area. Actually, in high school, we were raised there. And um, he had been there four generations and nobody had ever joined that religion. And so I pop up at 16 years old and say, I want to join this religion. And he freaked out on me and never forgave me. He brought it up every day that he was around me. He brought it up, even though I never, I stayed in the religion one year, one year, but I had this, he would uh, bring it up. But now I realize that that was turning point that I still, I had that choice where I was going completely against the family. And so, you know, these kind of things have really, 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 really empowered my spiritual side because I can, um, really have compassion towards everything that happened towards us. And, um, and when I really came to the point where that I could really, when I get triggered now, I just go, that is the trigger. And it doesn't catch me anymore. So that inner work with Debbie Dexter, it's Pathway of Light. It was really 
the biggest turning point for me in um, in, in understanding more of a spiritual side instead of fighting everything because things would happen occur my life is one thing and i get rid of it but the next time i turn around it's happening the same way somebody's treating me the same way as the other person etc and so i love it i'm so i'm so much freer today because of it and i have my listening i can listen and i can ask and i can hear yeah, that's been a big one for me too this year. <clears throat> it was part of my contract and I, even up to a few months ago I would look at it and I was think, ah, that hasn't really happened. But in, it was about listening and listening to guidance and following it. But in the last few months it's just become very strong. And now it's now the, the challenge for me is not to listen because I do hear it. It's the following. It's like I, I hear what Spirit's telling me to do and my ego doesn't like it. <laughs> doesn't like it one bit and it's keeping and I think that's a bit of trust and faith as well or, or I don't know seems connected to me mm -hmm. um, so that's why I was asking for your experience you you just that trust and faith is you walk the direction that you're guided by mm -hmm. even, if, even if the outside world is saying no you're mm -hmm. going in the, and you're having faith that it's going to be okay mm-hmm And lots of spiritual counseling too. These counselors of our MLC group, wow, they're amazing. Angela was amazing. That's great that you say that because that's been on my mind for a few weeks. Oh, keep wow. thinking, keep popping into my mind, thinking, get some, do, do some sessions with a spiritual counselor. And it is so worth it, really. Oh, there I was just saying I wasn't following my guidance, right? <laughs> Got myself. Thanks, Laurie. <laughs> and and also one more thing is we already have it. We already know. Mm -hmm. In fact, just with this break, this thing with my brother, I was oh I need some help. I need to call Angela. I need to. No, I don't. No, I don't. I can be at peace and I can practice patience and trust and ask. So it's been it's been a a. a, a opening for me to realize it's already here yeah i think and that's um that's where the choice comes in it's like saying it's remembering i already know this and i'm going to choose to go in that direction you know making that conscious choice now one of the things that jennifer has always said is to prove god in your life and I've done that just time after time after time, and I've never been proven wrong. And when you, when you were asking about when maybe we first saw that, felt that trust and faith, and it made me uh, think about my first time, which I believe is my first time. There could have been others, but this one felt like this is the first time I ever really, really, really said, I'm following guidance and that was a year ago last October when I went to spiritual counseling intensive whereas like earlier in the year so that would be masterful living one so earlier in the year she had masterful she had the intensive in March and, and then in October so when I saw that on her 
website I looked at and I thought, oh, that I would love to go there. That would be, that would be, I'd like to do that. And it says right there, you can come even if you're not planning on being a spiritual counselor. And I thought, yeah, well, I'm, maybe I can do that someday. And then come the one in October and it was at the end of August. And one morning I woke up and I, I heard, I just felt like I need to go to the, that intensive. And I get up and I, I go into the kitchen and I get my iPad and start looking it up again. And my husband's standing there and I said to my husband, you know, I think I should go to this. I'm being guided to go to this. And he said, well, you should go. And I said, but I have no intention of being a spiritual counselor. <laughs> then I start going into the ego thoughts. Oh, what about time, money, and energy? You know, your daughter's getting married soon and all that money there and traveling there and being gone and this. And the list just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. I mean, my ego was just like, and why would, why would you be going? <laughs> and all of a sudden I stopped and said, I'm being guided to do this. I'm going to do it. I don't need to worry about the details. I don't need to think about the money, the time, anything. I'm just going to go. And in that moment is when I let go of all of it, let go of all those, the details. And, and I went to the spiritual counseling intensive. And the only thought that kept coming in my mind was, now, why are you going? <laughs> why are you going? Because I wanted to see an end result. Why am I going? What am I going to get out of this? That's what I was looking for. I wanted to have a vision of what the outcome was going to be. And there wasn't one. There wasn't one. And I would have to say, it, was, it just felt like the very first time in my entire life that I actually did something because I felt very guided to do. And I didn't have, to, I didn't have a vision of an outcome. And it is that... Spiritual um, counseling intensive was one of the best things I've ever done. I cannot believe the impact that it had at the time and still does. I mean, when we talk about it and I start thinking about all that I got out of going there, I realize now part of why I went there because there was so much I got out of there spiritually. And... Um, some things come up again where the same thing is, I don't know what the outcome's going to be, but I feel very guided to do it. And that I'm not looking at the time, money, and energy. I'm just going to do it because Spirit's telling me to do this. And I think about how many times in the past have I been nudged to do something and I let all those thoughts come in about the time, money, energy, basically those three things. And then I don't do them. I haven't done them. It's like how many opportunities I mess up, miss because I needed to know the outcome. I needed to know I had the money. I needed to know I had the time. I, you know, the ego just is, was so amazing. And, uh, yeah, so that, that was, uh, I think, the first time trust and faith and it did not leave me wrong 
And I was thinking about what you were talking about, Lori, about how you had this incident in your past when you were young that you're just now been able to look back at it and really look at it. And uh, I, ha I had the same thing. There was a moment when I was 12 or 13, there was this incident that seemed like it was a pivotal moment in my life that changed me and had me go down a different path. But it was traumatic for me at that time. And it was when I actually believed, I believed God abandoned me. And that was the big, the huge part of it all was at in that moment I felt abandoned by God. And that's when I, I stopped turning to him. And it wasn't until you know, five years ago when I walked into the rooms of Al-Anon that I was able to reconnect to God. But I had a lot of work to do to work through that moment. I mean, the big one was you know, I, was, I felt abandoned by God, unloved, unwanted by God. He abandoned me. And it took my sponsor to say to me, how do you know he abandoned you in that moment? You don't know. She says, that moment could be a lot worse. And she started naming some things. And then I started looking at that. And it's like, yeah, she's so right. And what she said is what helped me really change my whole view about that incident and everything that happened at that time. And help me to be able to let that go and and let go of believing that God abandoned me in that moment. And that was a huge point then too, because I was still so hung up on that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we're giving up <clears throat> these stories that we tell about what happened, right? Giving up the meaning. But it's so it seems so natural and obvious to us that that's what happened that we don't even question it for a long time sometimes it's so freeing when you do <laughs> and they're like why didn't i think of that before it's so obvious now one thing that it brings up for me is that um i got into a point with okay so you got your my eight-year-old or seven-year-old and then there was either the 15-year-old or 17. It was a 17-year-old. I knew everything as a 17-year-old. I really did. I really, I got married when I was 18 to... They do. 17-year-olds do know everything. Well, but now, <laughs> that I've, so now that I've embraced that part, here's what's going on. I get to a point in life that I'm blocked. So because I come from the I already know, I don't have any um, opening for the net for a, a miracle to happen because I'm already in the know. But now that I've really embraced that part, I can whoops, body, I can laugh at myself when I'm trying to block it. Like when my sister and I we went to Idaho for a few days, you I couldn't oops, I couldn't believe. Sorry, my daughters, we're going to the Nutcracker <laughs> in Utah today, but. Um, but uh, let me think. So I'm, dang it. <laughs> and so I, 
um, I have a way to be a know-it-all and I've acknowledged the know-it-all. And so I, when I'm trying to block her ideas, like Tam was like, let's do this. I'd be block, block, block. But it's just such a natural way for me that now when I'm doing it, I actually can recognize it, let it go and go, what do you have in store for what? What is your idea? But it was only until I started to love and embrace the choice that I made as a, a know-it-all that um, I can actually have more of an opening in my heart to receive what others are trying to, to their ideas. So I've been a lot more patient with myself, a lot more patient with life. So. And another thing that I did as a 17 year old is I started to not trust myself. So that because I thought I knew what I was doing and then I for sure did not know and the consequences were grave or felt grave. Um, then I started not to believe myself until I embraced this part. And then now I can trust myself again. Mm. Ah. <clears throat> That's interesting because when Ronnie was speaking, I realized that I, because I have this uh, thought that I'm, I don't have trust and faith, but I remember when I was, when I was about 17 and even later, 20, 21, I did, I, I, trusted myself I knew that I wanted to do stuff and that's it. I moved to a foreign country alone I didn't have a job I had a training course to go to as I had four weeks where I had a flat and then um, I didn't have a job after that I didn't have a flat after that and I didn't care I was going because I and it wasn't just that I wanted to go I really I felt pulled by this by this place and I knew that was where I was supposed to be so I was just gonna go and like you could say it was also just useful confidence but I really looking back and thanks Ronnie because just made me remember that part of myself that I, I was I was fine I wasn't worried I wasn't worrying about the, the money or the what would happen or the, and I hey I found, I found a job I found a flat and in kind of like in this miraculous way like in one day I got a flat and a job overnight and stayed there and it was um, one of the best experiences of my life so uh, thank you for reminding me that I do have that capacity for trust and faith and it's always been there and I maybe I just need to reclaim that. Yeah. You're so welcome. <laughs> Helps reinforce me too. I always believed that I knew everything too. I was right about everything. When I think about it, I'm so embarrassed about that. <laughs> like, really? Really? But now, yeah, now I can laugh about it. Laugh at myself. And sometimes I see myself going down that road saying, I, I know, I know. And then I laugh and go, I don't know anything. And I want to be open to not knowing anything. And that's freeing. Yes, it is. Reminds me of that picture you showed us last week, you know, see with your heart. I mean, I've just been reflecting so much on some of these same things and how I've been so programmed towards not trusting myself, but towards doing what's the respectable thing to do, you know, and, and how that uh, you know, I've continued along those lines and, and gotten increasingly out of touch with my own knowing and now to 
do the forgetting and remembering that the course talks about to get back to that. Um, I just love that picture. Were all of you here that you got to see that picture of see with your heart? Sure. That you showed us? No, can I? This is not a good, but anyway, it's a little boy. Isn't that beautiful? Oh, I love that. I love it because, well, yeah, isn't that see with your heart? Anyway, so I'm trying to learn how to do that. I mean, I feel like that's what we're talking about. What was he touching, the boy? A tree. A tree. Oh, a tree. Okay. I couldn't tell. All right. Yeah, I couldn't tell either. And this isn't a very good replication because my printer was almost out of some of the ink. So, but um, Ronnie sent that to me. Oh my gosh. I love that though. You know, mm -hmm. so, but anyway, I'm just really aware kind of where my life too was um, with good intentions. I mean, you know, my parents doing the best with what they had kind of steering me in a certain direction that was like, get a respectable job and have a respectable income and, you know, take the steps you're supposed to take to be a professional and make the money and buy the house and get the marriage and get the kids. And, you know, that's so, yeah, to get back to listening to what I'm being called to is a process. So it's very helpful for me to hear people's examples. Because there's been times in the past where I really have, like when I was younger, I have something like you said, Claire, and it, and it all just worked out. And then I got all, all programmed up. <laughs> it's not so easy to deprogram. <laughs> yeah. Helpful to do it in a group, though. Mm -hmm. I love your share, Ronnie, because it's such a reminder of um, at least m I think our culture, but I know myself, it's like the attachment to, I, like, I'm the smart one. I know, you know, and that's my value add, right? And so um, somebody taking away my value add, like I, I shared, you know, the one thing that I think that I have to add, the number one thing, and then if it's taken away from me, I'm just like, you know, and feeling useless and going back to know my being my loving heart, being in my loving heart, holding a high watch, that's the most valuable thing I can do um, for myself and my family. So when I get attached to trying to get something done or achieve something, and, and so I love, I don't think I'm quite there yet, but I'm getting closer of letting go of uh, laughing at myself, like, oh, there I am thinking I know it. Or, um, but yeah, my loving heart knows, so let me tap into there. So I love that reminder, and you are such a good reminder of that, Ronnie. Thank you, Jamie. I was thinking about, I was listening to a community call from last Tuesday night, and Jennifer asked, not community call, sorry, class call, class call, and Jennifer asked people to share uh, on others in the group. And I was just thinking about that as I'm looking at all of you and thinking about being together for two years now. And uh, made me realize just how much we've all grown. And I can see that in each of us, the growth that we have. And that as one of us heal, we all heal. We all heal together. And uh, uh, that's one of the reasons why I want to continue in community, uh, Masterful Living 3 is because of community, because of all of you guys. And... Uh, I just really love being here and being with all you and 
I just love to watch how all of you have grown and have changed and how that rubs off on me and helps me to grow and to change and makes me look at things that uh, I wouldn't look at without you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, thank you, Ronnie. You've been like a rock in these community calls. I'm so grateful for these two. And I, I, in the past few months, and I'm glad you brought up the class on Tuesday because I also listened to the recording and it was a massive trigger for me. I, um, I so wanted to be there and be part of that because it just sounded it was a big love fest and I it just triggered something which I thought I'd got over Masterful Living One because I used to have this this feeling of being very left out because I could never attend the classes live. And um I thought I you know I did like quite a lot of work on that and thought it it uh, got over it but that's what came up for me and um, so obviously something still to, to look at and bring to the light and to know that time and space are meaningless and, you know, I have to, what I have to do is stop comparing myself because I was also thinking I haven't made enough progress. I, you know, people are way, seem way further ahead than me and it's just so you know it doesn't help so help unhelpful that that way of thinking um and now i'm kind of wondering whether to go I, i've signed up for for year three and that actually made me think should i repeat year two and i, I just don't know i don't know at all so any advice would be very helpful I think Laurie, you repeated a year, did you? Or I did. I did. Mm -hmm. I repeated. I was. I went half year into Masterful Living too, and then I stopped in June. Uh, um, I actually went and uh, joined uh, Lisa Natoli's group for six months, and um, then my father passed away, and I had nobody. There was really not a community that I could find, and that I and Jennifer sent me the sweetest card about she heard that dad passed and it was really sweet and the community was a missing and I realized that um, that you have a certain group that you really bond with and uh, and so I t totally joined as soon as I could for Masterful Living 2 again so I repeated that too um, there were so many triggers in 2 that I you know in the in the between the January and June that I did join there were so many triggers and uh, again I just I just don't think I I uh, had the embrace myself and loving myself um, mm -hmm. and so um, but you know Master of the Living 3 you do have two you have you one have and two. you have one as well right <laughs> yeah you, so you have them all plus us you know so I I think that I've been involved with Masterful Living One a lot this year. That was one of my commitments is to do one and two Monday nights and Tuesday nights. And that was very helpful. So you could just be the two and 
And, but that's the nice part, isn't it? It's so lovely. Yeah, it really is. I just wanted to say, Claire, before you spoke, I, I wanted to jump on and say, first of all, I think Tracy and Sandy both got acknowledged, even though I don't know if you were there. But um, so if you haven't listened, you want to. Um, but I knew Claire didn't. And I'm like, I want to acknowledge Claire because she wasn't there. And um, one of the things I am so impressed with is that you are further apart. You are, it's not possible for you to, you know, get up in the middle of the night and function and be in this call in the group or whatever, but you're so part of the group and you're on the week. I would feel the missing if you weren't there. Um, that's my personal share. And I, and I'm sweet, Jenny. Thank you. And I'm like, I want to be a prayer partner with Claire and I haven't gotten partnered. And I'm wondering if I, if she, if she, if I sent her a note, would she want, or like that, you know, she's full up cause she's busy and the time zones and blah, blah. So, and I had the same feeling, even though I was acknowledged in the group, I'm like, she's doing better. And Jennifer said nicer things about her than her. And it was like, the, the craziness, right? <laughs> and no one in the deep of my heart, Jennifer, loves all of us and, and sees and holds the highest watch. It's, it's just like we're, we're not quite at the laughing at it, you know, but it, like I'm sitting there going, well, that's just the craziest, you know, like that's the old story I'm so sick of. Like we haven't heard that a thousand million times, right? <laughs> so, and, and, that, and I left even knowing, you know what? I know I'm not the only one. I know other people are going to be like, so-and-so got better acknowledged. Or got the right person. And it, it's so true. And I'm, um, thank you. Thank you. Because I think I was sitting in that place of, oh God, I'm the only one that's thinking this. Separating myself, right? Don't have, no need to do that. Um, Claire, you. you are so honest, and it's been such a pleasure to have you in the classes. And what I'm noticing is I'm noticing you're just you're just playing full out. You're 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 speaking. Um, uh, what I remember you is just being pretty quiet. And now you, you're just bringing Claire all to the table. And I just that's what I want to acknowledge you for is that you're bringing yourself, and it's such a pleasure to know you. And, and all of you, I missed the class on Tuesday night because I was in Idaho doing the, the trust stuff. And um, actually, I was that at that time of night, I probably was sitting in a hot pool, a mineral hot water pool at that time. But, but that says, so I'll have to listen to the class. But it is fun to see everybody's growth. It is just it is. Such, it is. such a pleasure. And, and uh, I can't wait for this next year. Oh to just grasp more of peace every moment is going to be glorious, just glorious. Just to be a bystander in life, bystanding meaning you don't make meaning. The other day my son was upset at me and it took me two days to get adjusted. But after that, it, there was no not there was no personal for me. I could see compassion on his side. So it's just fun to, to see. Is. We're not, we're not victims. I'm not. We're not. And, you know, I'm just seeing it's, it's, a, it's that mirror. You know, I'm not, I'm, I don't think I'm acknowledging myself. I'm criticizing myself for stuff that I haven't done this year. But in the past three months, it has been an amazing 
journey. I've been doing forgiveness letters almost every day and it's just the insights that I have received from spirit. I'm so grateful for because it's changing my whole perception of um, what's possible. But you know, remember there's nowhere to get. So you don't have a measure. There's nowhere to get. You don't have a measuring stick. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) That's what I, I, when you said that, I was like, what, what? (laughs) (laughs) That didn't compute for a minute. I was doing the whole, yeah, that's true. It's the journey. It's the journey. And Claire, there are so many times you have shared that has helped me out many times. So I hope you continue. I hope you continue in Masterful Living 3. I think you all may have. That's <laughs> yeah. the way to go. Yeah. No. Oh, and I'm judging myself for even talking about it. But no, I'm not. I'm going to receive those those gifts, those beautiful things you've said. I would this is so great to hear you talk about and then chuckle about all the ego messages you know the comparison because I I mean I'll just say I had that going on too and and I was doing something like that in my head too going oh my gosh wow (laughs) listen listen to all this and and, and to know that probably pretty much for sure everybody in the group was kind of doing some of that stuff too it it really talk about inner child work takes takes you back to like an inner child type like where somebody's picking team members or something and oh no I'm going to be the last one picked or, you know, something like that, you know? Um, Oh, really laughable at the level we know each other. I've just, I learned, I learned so much from everybody's sharing and growing because I, I mean, we're all one, right? I mean, it's, uh, we're learning the same things. I just get to see it in somebody else and it brings me clarity and, inspiration and I really appreciate your part in our group and your shares and your your thoughtful articulation of your process and thank you thanks Tracy it's just such a relief to bring these things to light isn't it I think we're all kind of laughing in relief because we're just like oh yeah that's silly that's kind of silly thinking (laughs) yeah I think you were the one, Claire, that shared somebody else's point that you brought up. But it's one of the things I wrote down and put on a card, which, oh, that was a silly mistake. I must have been afraid to make the loving choice. You read that? I think that was Ken Wapnick. Yeah, I think you said that's who it was. But I loved that because the same kind of lighthearted attitude of, Uh you know, the ego is is just a puff of ridiculous nothingness. And... (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, to remember who we really are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I, will, I must have forgotten to choose love. It was something. Must have forgotten to choose love that day. Oh well. Choose again. Yeah. I believe we are all here together by d- divine design. That we each have our unique gifts, and we're here to share them with each other. Mm-hmm. And, and I also really appreciate, too, the reflection um, of ourselves through each other, what we can see in each other. We can, I know for me, it helps me to own it for myself. Like when I look at Claire, 
I remember um, um, what I see now is a sense of peace. And even though there's um, like the external world isn't like marching to our beat, what we would ideally like, there's a sense of calm and peace um, that is unshakable in you now, which I can remember um, more tentativeness and more like fear or sadness in your eyes. And so, and, and I, I say that and that's only because I, that's what I see that's telling me for myself, that's me because I'm looking and going, the world of form hasn't changed everything I wanted to change, but I'm like, no, if I can see that in Claire, that's happening to me. So thank you. Yeah, so true. And I, I love to see, it's one of my favorite things is to see people in a video. I'm so grateful for this video platform because you can see also for the, for the, the ML1 people from the, in my mastery circle that I'm facilitating and to, you see them changing this every two weeks and they're just becoming more relaxed in their faces. They're just glowing more. They're kind of, they're just like settling into this peace and it's so beautiful. And I see that in, I see that in all of you as well. Um, yeah. I think we're at time now, right? What time do, yeah. Would you pray us out? Yeah, sure. Love to. Mm. Just take a breath and let's center ourselves and just absorb all of the <clears throat> all of the insights and the the abundance and the good stuff from our conversation. Let's place our hands on our hearts. So grateful for this community. So grateful for this time together. So grateful for the, the conversation, the insights, the healing. Bringing, bringing these things to the light so that they can, we can just hand them over and laugh at the ego thinking and not take it seriously, not give it any power at all. So grateful for the people that will listen later to this recording. Grateful for everyone shares. And we're grateful for everyone that didn't share and listened. And we know that, <clears throat> we know that deep down in our souls, we do know that everything is working together for our good and there are no exceptions even if sometimes in the world it looks like there's an exception we don't have to make that real and we share the benefits of our healing conversation with everyone because we're one with them in grace and gratitude we let it be we love and accept ourselves we release all judgments and place them on the altar we don't pick them back up again. We just leave them there to be healed. And so it is. Amen. 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 Thank you, Claire. Thank you, Claire. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you all. Thank you, everybody.
Bye, everyone. Nice week. Wonderful week. Bye-bye. Thank you.